Welcome to episode 27 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 27 of Iron Man Talk. How you going, man? Very good, and you? I always forget this bit lately, with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. Okay, welcome along to the show. And how you been, mate? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Been having a little ride today. I was out riding around, just finishing off my ride, and then I seen a cyclist, and I always wave because I'm a good friendly man, and <laughs> what do you know, I seen John just across the road. Uh, I procrastinated a little bit, had a few bike issues, missed a bunch. Yeah, I wonder what I was doing a bunch ride today, and... Mm -hmm. uh, Chatting away to a few English clients and um, unfortunately missed a bunch, but never mind. Oh well. Anyway, in this week's show we've got quite a bit of news for once, which is kind of cool, because we don't have a lot on the racing front, so we're going to be talking about a bit of news. Uh, the hot topic of the week last week was Clydesdale, and we had a lot of um, comments on the blog about that. So it's kind of cool. We've also got a pretty cool one for the next week coming up. Uh, we've got an age group of the week from Redmond. We're actually not going to do the high five this week, but... Oh no, I must break your guys' hearts, but uh, we've got an age group of the week, and we've got... Website of the week plus coaches corner, which is what we're going to be uh, talking about: how to finish your season off. So Kiwis and Aussies can get your pens out and write notes for in about six months' time. Yep. And uh, your Poms and Yanks can uh, probably start instigating this pretty pretty quickly. Most of you will be coming to the end of your season, um, either already or probably after Kona or after maybe the seventy point three. So yep. it's coming up quick. And uh, lastly, we have questions and answers. So anyway, this week in this week's show, news-wise, this is a bit of a local kind of news, but I am in. Half Iron Man that was kind of cancelled in Taupo has now been moved to Rotorua. But wait! Wait, there's more! There's a, there's a twist! There's some knives! So, uh, yeah, it was an interesting story because the guy who, who started at Half Iron Man Taupo, a um, guy called Shane Hooks. Which was quite a big event in New Zealand. Yeah, and it was really considered to be a, a friendly sort of event. And and, um, and that's why it was quite popular as you go along there. Obviously, you get your hardcore guys that want to go and check out the course for Iron Man because it was basically half a loop of uh, all the Iron Man stuff. Yep. Um, but it was, was quite low-key in some respects, and a lot of people liked that fact. And uh, unfortunately, Shane Hooks um, doesn't have a great reputation <laughs> in terms of uh, running events. M most people I talk to actually find the events fine, but I know a lot of the officials and, and people like that and don't necessarily uh, see eye-to-eye -eye with him. And he actually got his permit um, to run the race in Taupo um, declined. So he, he tried to appeal it and it got turned down last week so he's moved the race to Rotorua which is sort of just up the road from Taupo should be a nice venue actually um, but what's the wait there's more but wait there's more <laughs> but wait there's more um, it's still news just sort of filtering out but there now is still going to be a half Ironman in Taupo back it up somebody stepped into it back it up and uh, it's actually going to be on the week before the original sort of Taupo Ooh. half was planned and uh, I'm not quite sure at this stage who's running it but uh there's all sorts of theories going out there around there that um, the city council. You're, you're might not be doing it yourself it. on the sly, eh? No. Eh? So it's a bit. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of response they get from that, um, because you know, while not everybody sort of sees eye to eye with Shane Hooks, um, but, but, but cheeky sort of yeah, going in there and yeah. uh, putting it on straight away. It might be more than meets the eye with that one, eh? Mm, so oh, so that Iron Man China has actually fallen through. So it's a bit of a bit of a bummer. Second time, because we, we, yeah. we were kind of half looking at doing yeah, it. Yeah, we were um, thinking about doing it, weren't we? Next last year, year. We were this year. We were yeah. going to do it, yeah. Because it was uh, due to be on last year, and then it was uh, due to be on again this year. I think it was planned to be sort of in March, 
and there was a company out of Hong Kong that were really trying to get it off the off the ground. And it's obviously a huge market in China. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure Iron Man want to get in there for for a number of reasons. But uh, it looks like you know um, officialdom in China has sort of. Uh, so it did come from more. I think they just had too many hurdles to get over. Yeah. You know, it was just becoming far too difficult. So I think they've. Uh, I flag that, and so there won't be any Iron Man China for anybody who was thinking about doing it. Which is a pity because for me, one of the appeals of doing it was just the fact that I'd be going to China and yeah, yeah, like it'd be a cool place to go and different culture and different experience. It's a bit of a bummer. Uh, Two thousand and seven Kono lottery slots are open, ready to go, ready to roll up. So Obviously, our listeners wouldn't be worried about this because we're they're going to smoke straight in and get all right. those qualify all those tips, all those high five tips, oh, yeah. high five tips. It's exciting but, uh, times. But if you've got mates that want to go into the lottery, yeah. then uh, it's open. All the links are up on ironman.com. And uh, we sort of talked about this a while ago, but they had all the different ways you can qualify. You know, um, they've got the, the US through the US citizenship, through your uh, international lottery, through the passport club. And uh, we kind of think we, when we talked about it, we kind of agree that it kind of sucks that the amount of people they give it, yeah. American slots versus 50 sort of yeah. for the rest of the world. So, um, Never mind, the lottery's open anyway, and yep. uh, if you want to hand over your cash to try and get there, go for it. Yeah, definitely, if that's what you're into. Um, <laughs> do you see my enthusiasm for that? Yeah. So Tyler Hamilton might be racing, or is racing as a team in Silverman. I thought I'd got the scoop here. I, oh, thought, I thought I'd got the scoop. I found this story about a week uh, oh, straight gonna, after You're going to scoop it, were you? And I thought I had the scoop. It was on cyclingnews.com, and I thought, oh, no triathletes are going to find out about this. And a few days later, it was all over all the uh, other tri websites. We should have just released a, like a news release. Yeah. You know, news bulletin. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting because um, we talked about this race a little while ago. Really, really tough um, Ironman course. And they've got $100,000 on the line for first team. So, Tyler Oh, Hamilton, so this is this race. Oh, yeah. of course. Ah. Oh, lots of noodles. <laughs> So he's teamed up with a pretty gun runner. I think he does about a... 2.11 marathon. 2.11 marathon. Whoa. And uh, a pretty handy um, sort of swimmer. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see because I know there's some very good triathletes that are going to be turning up um, in teams, you know. Yeah. Uh, Team Sweden, I know, are going to be there. So it's going to be interesting to see how they fare up against these guys. You have to break the one at the eight-hour mark. Yeah, I think, the key. I, I think it's uh, I think it's winner takes all. So what's the course like? Very tough. Is it? Really tough. You know, it's not like a Roth sort of thing yeah. where easy, it's going to be easy. It's going to be very, very tough. Um, hilly bike, obviously the swim's a swim. Yeah. Hilly bike and, and a very hilly run. So uh, I would say if they do it, they're not going to do it by very much. This is really cool, but because it's it's exposing you know stars from other aspects of our sport into mm-hmm. our sport, and it's great profile for our sport. It's the big ethical side of thing. Well, you get, what do we do? We want Tyler Hamilton in our, and sort of involved yeah. in our sport when he's uh, been dragged over the coals as a of the fairy. drugs. Yeah. Well, so. he's done his time. You know, he's paid his Has he done his? Yeah, time it's just saying it's been went out last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's done his time. So he's I also heard, um, heard rumours that he might be coming to the And apparently it was nutrition supplements. So. Oh, yeah. Damn those <laughs> Yeah, no, apparently there's a big race in New Zealand called Tour of Southland. It's pretty much our main kind of racing tour. It's a 10-day a tour, I think it is. And uh, there is a rumour going around that he's coming down to do that. But I'm sure it would be a bit more confirmed by now if, yeah. Yeah, if he was coming down. So, yeah, but it would be pretty cool. Hopefully, the only problem is that maybe by him and a couple other guys, obviously this great marathon runner, Turning up, but may scare away a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. But like, hopefully, if they're going to keep this kind of thing up, that over a couple of years you'll get some really mean teams together. Yeah. And that, you know, I know it's no, no, it's not really about triathlon because they're mainly just doing single events. But still, it'd be kind of cool. 
bit different. Look forward to seeing it. Yeah, it's very good. Um, what else we got here? Let's have a look. Boom, boom, boom. Um, oh, now this is a great article. I got a got an email from Matt uh, Matthew Chappelle. Oh, Matthew, he hasn't been getting mm-hmm. many questions lately, but anyway, he sent us through a link to try slow twitch and uh, their forum, and they've had a huge discussion about an article that was written on itch extra extra, and uh, it was a really really good article. Basically, it's talking about how the sport is kind of elitism is maybe well he's sort of saying that it's if you want to do an iron man they're full up and, and this is a, it's nothing. kind of in america they're talking about in north yeah. america and saying how they're all pretty much sold out the week of bloody the opening way it you know, opens and, the, and there's a lot of dnfs uh yeah, so the, the number of dnfs has increased yeah. and the times are slower is an average overall and and i think it's what i think it's not so much an iron man issue i think it's more of a society sort of issue whereas People sort of see this thing and they just go after it. And one of the things that he's going on about is that it's these people don't sort of have longevity in terms of their fitness mm. and their lifestyle. They go, right, I want to do an Ironman, and they go out and do it, and then they probably don't prepare as well as they could, but they kind of get through it, but it's not really that enjoyable experience. So I think one of the key things that he's really trying to get across there is the, the traditional way of sort of getting into, into triathlon is, you know, you maybe do short course for a while and you sort of get to learn the sport and you sort of slowly start to build up your endurance and then you do that and then a few years later you might do a half and then a few years later you might do an Ironman. And what he's sort of saying is a lot of people now are coming into the sport and, and the Ironman is the first thing they do and and it's just a, a real struggle for them to get through it uh, and they probably don't enjoy it as much as they could if if they had spent a bit more time working on their sort of aerobic base which is kind of what I tend to say to people. Yeah. Is, uh, no, I, I thought I, of you I, when you were at this. When you know, this. I like to just give people sort of a three-year plan if they're doing Ironman. And I, I completely understand. There's loads of people that, that, that go out there and do Ironman the first first year. It's the first event they did. Bevan did that. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Um, and, 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 yeah, of course you can do that. But I think um, what he's trying to get across is the longevity in the sport. Um, I think the other thing he's getting across is that the fact that our sport is becoming an old man's sport or an old person's sport, not being old as 40, but you know what I mean? Like he's saying how he gave an example of Coeur d'Alene where uh, from the 40 to 44 age group, there was 552 competitors, and then in the 20 to 29, there's only 281. And he's saying how for the sport, as as the top-level kind of athletes, that the, the young people aren't getting through, A, because of money, B, it's just bloody hard to get into an event over there. Yeah. I th- I I th- well, I'd be interested to see some some somebody do some number crunching on this because I think that isn't that isn't a new phenomenon. I think that that's always it's often been the case. You know, when you come into triathlon, you do short course and you're in your twenties. Yeah. And, and so, say if you use me as an example, I didn't do an Ironman until I was around about thirty or so. Yeah. Um, well, you're a bit younger than that. Uh, only thirty now, right? Yeah. yeah I'm but, I've, uh, but it sort of came after I'd yeah. already been in the sport for yeah. ten years. Yeah. And uh, and so I think that is a pretty common thing. I I, I don't think you see a lot of uh, sort of early guys in their early twenties doing Ironman. Mm. Yes, there are some out there, um, but I think from Brazil. yeah, from yeah. Brazil. But I think it is tend, it does tend to gravitate a bit more towards your sort of thirty plus people, and and I think and forty plus people as well. Um, so I'd be interested. Some uh, here's a challenge for somebody: go out there and uh, do a bit of number crunching. Look at say some races maybe in the early 90s and sort of see what proportion you know proportion out of the age groups and uh, i'm sure we've got a few statisticians out there that come back with a few Stat figures man, train spotters um <laughs> with that but i think one thing is, is he's got some really good points in this article but i think the thing is is 
what can Iron Man really do about it? They can't yeah. really control who's going to sign up. They can't say, well, maybe they can. Maybe they can say, well, we're going to have so many places for people between the age groups of 20 to 30. Yeah, I don't think they can. Really no, I don't think can. they can. But, you know, what What can they do about it? Because well, he's got some good points. It's, it's It shows that they're very good with their marketing. And because every week we talk about, you know, what's coming up. Yep. And there's, there's a lot of events in North America where there's only – Few hundred people doing them. Ironman yep. distance races. Yep. We talked in the results today. We've got the Red Man, um, the Canadian, the Canadian. <laughs> there's, there's loads of races out there that aren't necessarily um, filling up. There's things like the, the Great Colombian. Um, what's the other one coming up? There's another with the Great Floridian. Yep. So there are a lot of non Ironman event out events out there, but everybody wants to do the Ironman ones. So um, so it's good marketing, you know. Mm. The distances are still the same. You've still done a, an Ironman distance race, but yeah. you haven't done an Ironman. So. It's good marketing on their point. Um, Solution-wise, um, yeah, I, I just think it's really good food. For mm. Mm, it's definitely interesting. Um, okay, then where am I? We've also got uh, no oh, short man. course news this week. It's no, good. <laughs> no short course news this week. <laughs> so uh, Ironman UK is actually, uh, a few weeks ago we talked about how it may be moving because they didn't seem to be able to get council consent and everything for the land, but it's been confirmed that they will be at Shawburn Castle on the 19th of August, which is my birthday, oh, 2007. So uh, for those of you over in the UK or those of you thinking of doing the event, it will be in there. And I think it's kind of cool because although I don't know a lot about the event, the photos, it looks like a really cool oh, place to do an Ironman. I've there. It's, it's tough. Yeah? yeah? It's tough. It's a little horseshoe lake um, right next to the castle and you sort of run around the castle grounds and a uh, really challenging day at the office. But, yeah, quite a cool course and quite rolling and uh, – Hopefully they can sort out the issues. They had some issues with drafting, and let's hope they don't serve up that diet coke this year. Yeah, <laughs> next year. Um, and also, just while the last bit on the news, I was on a trifuel, and they had some photos from what was that convention called? Uh, Interbike. Interbike, and uh, it's basically bike porn. And we know how much you guys like bikes, so we've, <laughs> <laughs> we've got. To, we'll have a link on the, our website www.ironmantalk.com. And you guys can check out some bike porn. Go down oh, and dirty. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh. Oh, so we didn't have a lot of races on this weekend. We had Ironman or half Ironman Gold Coast. Uh, and uh, Chris McCormick. Uh, took it out. Took it out. Didn't really look like he had too much competition, but he was using a bit of a shakedown for uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Apparently he's had a bit of a quiet time lately. He's had his second child just recently born. Well, there you go. So that may be the Life inspiration to, to drive him to a to Hawaii victory. But, well, uh, it was, it was, they had a report on X-Try from him, and he was just saying how recently he's feeling really more confident in his running. Obviously, in the past, he considered that his weakness and how on the bike he would you know, just take the crap out of everyone and hold on for the run, whereas now he's feeling a lot more confident as a runner with mm. winning, the, having the fastest time in Kona last year, that uh, he not doesn't really feel any, he has to necessarily smash himself on the bike anymore. So yeah, it would be interesting, you know, for you to develop as an athlete over time where you have those weaknesses. Like for me as a swimmer, you know, if, you know, five years from now, if I can be in a place where I'm a top swimmer, um, you know, how your race strategies change. And it must be a nice weight off his shoulder mm. as well. Oh, he's a w really good guy. Um, I was lucky enough to train with him for a year over in France and top guy. So I think, and I really think that either him and, him and Brownie, I think, are my two picks, you know, yep. for, for Kona. I really think one of those two guys is going to take it this year. Yep. And uh, given their sort of Aussies and Kiwis, we're gunning for them. And, oh, and, the Aussies, and, and, mate. Well, Mac, is, he was actually born in New Zealand. He's got a Kiwi mother, so we'll, uh, we'll half claim him. Actually, I just, I'm kind of digressing here, but I was watching the Aussie Rules final the other day, and yeah. it was bloody amazing. But anyway, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. I hate Aussie Rules, but it was bloody amazing, the final. Anyway, uh, what else have we got? Um, Redmond as well. Yeah, so Redmond was actually the weekend before last. Yeah, uh, I was too. But we couldn't find the results last week, so it was an iron distance race, and they have got Cl Clydesdales uh, in the three categories there. Yeah. Um, 
So the overall winner was... <laughs> we, we did a quick edit then. <laughs> Justin Wolf. Oh. Norman. Oh. Okay, I guess that's Oklahoma, probably. Oklahoma. And then Lee Hunt from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Look at this, mate. I'm good with my American geography. You are, aren't you? And uh, Corey Fur from, from Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, I've been to Texas. <laughs> how are you? How are you? Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. y'all. So well done to you guys. 10 hours 24, 10 hours 25, and 10 hours 31. Pretty close. So, um, yeah, well, so what do we think? Do we think it's a hard course or it's just not a very strong field? Uh, a bit, bit of both. Of both yep. But um, it looked like old Justin. Decided to take it to everybody on the bike. He yep. rode 5.25 and uh, looked like he had a pretty tough time on the run there. 3.48 and the fella behind him ran a 3.20. So he got within uh, a minute of him. Yeah, but the guy, the guy Lee, bloody is terrible to swim. 1.22, mate. Yeah. He's gone to the Bevan Isles School oh, Swimming. Mate, I, <laughs> less than Bevan Isles at that kind of time. So that was so, the, yeah. fella, the fellas. Are yeah. we going to give oh. the girls a mention, mate? Or <laughs> just, just, I got rid of it. He's got <laughs> rid of it. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Nah, we're playing the girls. Oh, come on. Come okay, bring well, up the girls. Well, we'll go on to Jeff. something else for a second. Lisbon Long Course is happening this weekend. Lisbon Long Course? Where'd you find that one? No, it was the race coming up this Ibiza. weekend. Ibiza. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, no. <laughs> he's, he's lost the plot. I'll, I'll take over from here. Overall females. Here we go. Uh, Julie Lesseter. Yeah. From, oh, mate. <laughs> go on. Nacha Tolcha. Just as LA. I've been LA too. Yeah. Andrea Zepeda from Pearland. Texas, Bevan's been there. I've been there. Emily, Emily Herman. Herman from Webster, Texas. Bevan's been there. Yeah, I've been there too. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> they do they say y'all all y'all. the time. Y'all, I love it. So 12.28 for, for the win, 12.43 and then 12.58. Yep. So, you know, not express times there, but um, I'm, I'm picking this race. must have been around Texas or Oklahoma. There's an awful lot of people from around that area. So yep. um, well done to you guys. There was also a half Ironman on there, but we were just going to focus on the Ironman part well, because it is an Ironman show, isn't it, Bevan? Well, this is true. And, uh, so uh, anyway, coming up this weekend. Coming up this I weekend. Pizza. I'm not, Long I, knew, course. I, knew, I knew he'd say this, Ibiza. It's Ibiza. Ibiza. you got to get that Spanish, oh, that Spanish, Spanish spit going. <laughs> spit over the screen. Spitting over Bevan's big screen. Um, <laughs> so that was about the only race I found this weekend. It's a sort of ITU long distance um, distance. So yep. A 4K swim, 120K bike, 30K run. I really like that distance. It's a bit, just a little bit fairer, I think. Um, Why? Slightly longer swim proportionate to the, the bike and the run. And I think it's it's sort of similar to half Ironman, so you can get away with doing a few more of them. It's I find that with Ironman, it's that last 10 to 15K of the run that really gets you. So by cutting that out, I think um, you can probably race a bit more regularly. So then Ibiza. So if you want to go hang out with a whole lot of drunken English hoons and... Um, Have you been to Ibiza? Oh, mate, it's a very unique place. It's where all the English... Uh, Football hoons and druggies and crackheads go oh, on their you holidays. You must have lived there. <laughs> and, uh, and they just go, it's just a just a 24-hour rave every day of the week really? for 12 months a year. So if you want to go get a part of that, go get into the Ibiza, <laughs> Ibiza long course triathlon. Well, there you go. So that's, that's pretty much it. So obviously we're pretty much waiting for Hawaii now, aren't we? Mm, there's still a few halves happening. Um, we've got coming up in a couple of weeks' time the great Floridian, which I think is on the same day as Kona. Yeah. But uh, things are starting to wind down for the Northern Hemisphere, but we're starting to wind up for the Southern oh, Hemisphere. Oh, it's exciting times. So uh, this week in our discussion, we talked about, should there be a Clydesdale uh, category within kind of Ironman races or in triathlon in general? And in Ironman races, should they have slots available? Now, it was a really interesting subject this week because we had a lot of comments from a lot of you guys out there. So 
Uh, and the general feel that we seem to get is that most people agreed that it's them that well it's kind of been some people said no so like ben for example first people out there said no nah, it shouldn't happen it's, you know why should they get special treatment and someone down the bottom actually who was it they made a really good compare um point saying uh the basketball one who was that someone said how you wouldn't have a different basketball league for small people mm. which is kind of a good point because some of the clothes sale people were saying well it's not that i'm overweight like my, like it's not that I'm fat, it's just mm. I'm six foot five, and it's harder for me in that regard. And I think there's a there's a good um, point that somebody else made on there. We should you be using names because we should be because yeah, TJ and Sean and Scott Mark and, and Dave, Neil and, yeah. and, Dave. <laughs> and um, Jono and Jono and somebody Gumps made the point. And and <laughs> <laughs> Richard Ben, so we got them all. In. Okay, they got them all. In. Um, I see now I've lost my. Someone made the point. Someone made the point. Come on, mate. Oh, mate. Come on, come on. I've, I've completely lost my... Okay, well, so the general feel was some people said, no, nah, shouldn't be there at all. There's no point. Um, so be it. Some other people said, yeah, it would be cool. We'd like to have that because I am six foot six. For example, Scott, he's saying I'm six foot six, you know, and I'm quite well, 190 pounds, which I don't know what that is in kg, but um, it seems big. It's not necessarily <laughs> fat, <laughs> uh, but that extra weight, you know, obviously over a long event like an Ironman, that's going to cost you, you know, so, um, but the, the general feeling was that it shouldn't be a kind of slot thing. Mm. That I remember my point oh, that I was good. trying to make for. <laughs> the, the thing is, if you're, if you're a big fella, um, the swim, it shouldn't really make any nah. difference. Size doesn't make any difference. On the bike, you've probably actually got a bit of an advantage. Yeah, and someone made that point. Yeah. That, that's the point I was trying to yep. get. So see if you can find that. Okay, you're talking, I would find it. Plug. Yep. So they were saying that, you know, for the biking, you can probably actually generate more power than, say, a little twiggy person like um, Bevan. Um, oh, mate, that's all <laughs> muscle. Um, and then, you know, the only part of the course where you're probably going to suffer because you are in the sort of the Clydesdale um, size range is going to be on the run. So he was sort of of the... The ability where you can't have the, the view that, you know, what about the little people? Why don't have a little people's division if you're going to have a Clyde style because they get blown around, especially say in Kona, is a big advantage in being slightly bigger because you can uh, hold yourself up a bit more in the wind. So he was sort of saying, well, if you have a big person's division, you've got to have a little person's division. Bevan's struggling to find Yeah, it. I really am. But so, let's, let's, not go, let's not worry about that. You, you know who you are. You know who you made the point. It's a good point. Yep, and, good point. And I agree it's the point you. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that up. Hey, um, so what's your thoughts? I think uh, basically shouldn't be a division full stop. I think uh, absolutely no way. I don't think anybody here has said that there should be a, a division for qualifying for Kona. So that's yeah, no, absolutely definitely, worth that. definitely not. And I don't think there should be a division anyway. I just think you've, yeah. got, you've got your age group divisions. I, and, I think uh, definitely not for an Ironman. I think maybe if you're going to have your local, you know, short course try, you know, it, it's getting the businessman into it. Yeah. yeah. And so they have to make some way to feel accepted into it. Yep, definitely. I'm into that. Um, and maybe yeah, it could go to the Olympic size, maybe, maybe not. But as an Ironman, I don't think it's really there's a need for it. I think that I, I don't see the gain. You should get enough satisfaction from getting, if it's your first one, from getting across the line. Yeah. If it's your second one, you know, trying to, and your third and fourth and fifth, going out there and trying to beat your. And the thing is, as well, is like, should they have slow swimmer slots? Yeah. You know, because I'm not a strong, strong swimmer, so I've got a weakness in that. And, yeah. you know, so you can just break down all these different weaknesses as such and yeah. try to make it, you know, work for everybody. And so I think they should. Give anybody who has slow swimmer maybe a five minute head start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the sound so of that. It's, uh, that, that. I think that's one of the things about triathlon. It should be a, it's a level playing field. You know, you line up, you yep. line up with Cameron Brown. You can't go and play the Wimbledon tennis tournament. Yeah, and that, that is so true. You, you line up and everybody has the same distance and. That's it. <laughs> it's a special um, event for that reason. So, yeah, we, we kind of think yeah, not an Ironman and definitely not for Kona slots. Mm. So there you go. So if anyone gets offended by that, 
Oh, well. Tough duties. Um, but this week we had a really cool. John gave a good idea here, mate. It's Next week is going to be the Kona Super Special. It's Kona. We're got, leading into Kona in a very exciting time in Iron Man Talk Studios. And, uh, <laughs> posters up. And oh, yeah. <laughs> the room is covered. Evan's got pictures of Cameron Brown. And, and it's, just, it's crazy. Like uh, yeah. but, but anyway, um, John's idea was to have for you guys who have done Iron Man Kona, uh, to actually go on there and just give tips mm. for, for our listeners out there who just want to kind of maybe going to do it this year or just are interested in the kind of things that you need to be aware of. And one of the best things for advice is people experience at the end of the day, isn't it? So mm. uh, we, we just want you to go on there and just give some tips from your experience. I'm going to go and give a tip on there myself. Very good. And you must too. And then I will too. <laughs> but we'll, I'll also come back with a whole lot more next week and so will Bevan. That'll be Bevan's homework for the week. Um, so well, we'll, I always we'll, do my five Ps. So. We'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of announce everybody's tips who puts them up there on the blog and then we'll bring in some of our own and it'll be around about 10 days out from Conus so we know some people will obviously be heading over there yep. and hopefully you can go in there and implement them and if you're not racing this year you maybe uh, write them down or save the show to your hard drive and listen up next year yep. um, conditions sort of not going to change too much from year to year it's generally going to be hot and windy yep. Um, so that's going to be next week's topic in the Kona Super Special. Oh, the Kona Super Special. Oh, it's exciting times. Okay, so... Uh, oh, we need some music, mate. We haven't done any music. Okay, oh. wait a second. Back it up. Wait a second. Here we go. Age Grouper of the Week. You know, that music is kind of like 70s porn. I know. Not that I know what 70s porn's got like. The, but. the porn theme to this week. We've got the bike porn. Bike porn. We've got all the tribe porn posters. all around the, wo- the walls. Oh. Mate. Oh. Almost walked in on a bit of porn. The show's got to go on. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Matthew Morris from somewhere, Fort Carson. Right. Carson, okay. And uh, he's uh, 20, he's 38 years old. I'll stack up. Start again. I couldn't hear what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so in the Redmond last week, uh, we had Matthew Morris. He got 29th overall um, in the race. He did a time of 12 hours 48 and uh, 10 seconds. Uh, 38 years old, so he must have done pretty well in his age group. But what was really cool was he got the fifth fastest bike time of the day. Oh, very nice. So that was a pretty good reason to be the age grouper of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Matthew Morris, you are age, age grouper, grouper of the, of the week. week. Okay. Interesting one day if we actually get an age grouper which listens and Well we did. We did. Oh that's right, we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> okay, anyway. Website of the week. week. And the porn theme continues. <laughs> Just keeps on going. Keeps on going. And uh, not that this has anything to do with porn, but it's a female's website. Yeah. No, it's really. It's really oh, we're losing my, it today. My point. My point. My point <laughs> is. Um, no, so this is actually a really good forum. I was just basically what I do with uh, as a way of advertising our show is I go on all the forums and for those who get annoyed with me doing that, bad luck. Um, <laughs> we have got no marketing budget, so I have to kind of be innovative. Um, but so I go on all the forums most weeks and kind of just kind of give an update of what we're doing in this week's show and so on. And uh, so I'm always just kind of looking for new forums. And in doing that, I found a forum that was actually a female cyclist forum. Oh, but they have right. heaps of different categories for sports that have cycling involved. And they have a triathlon category. And a lot of forums, you have two types of forums. One that is well used, like the Tri Talks, the Slow Twitches, and 
um, Runners World and just trying to remember everyone that I go to yeah. and uh, all those good forums out there. And then we have some that are very not well used and, you know, there may be one post every two weeks. Don't mention those ones. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, this one is well used. And I think it's a really good forum for you female athletes because there's a lot of things that uh, as a male athlete, um, that you or as a female athlete, you probably can't get feedback from in males and just mm. gearly questions that, you know, guys that maybe not know so well and the experience you know like our blog this week how we're talking about Kona those experiences that you can share with people with similar kind of sex (laughs) and so um, I I don't actually the forum is a funny forum name so you have to go to our website and www.ironmantalk.com and I'll put it on there in the show links and uh, you guys can have a look out there and check out that form for that. And click on those ads while you're there. Yeah, and yeah, click on the ads. You guys have been better at clicking ads this week. I'm happy with that. Keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing well. Okay. Coaches Wait a second, corner. do it again, mate. Do it with the cowboy theme. Oh, yeehaw! <laughs> there we are. Coaches Corner. Yeah. So, it's the end of the season. Well, it's either the end of the season or, or the start, start of the season for a lot of you guys. So, like I said in the intro, Kiwis and Aussies, uh, take some notes and South Africans, maybe. If we've got any out there. Maybe a few Argentinians, a few Chileans. Ooh, um, you're pretty good with your geography there, aren't you, mate? Maybe a few people from the Falkland Islands. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Take some notes anyway. But uh, for Americans and, uh, and the Pommies and the Scandinavians Canadians. and the Frenchies, um, just uh, listen up because this is how you should, how, how I often recommend to athletes how they should be sort of finishing off their season. There's really just a few points. I could almost make this a high five. I think I've only got six points there. I could do the old Bev and the high five and then add in no, a couple no, more. That's my domain. It's- <laughs> but, uh, but the first thing I, I really um, encourage athletes to do is uh, have a plan, a plan of action where you know when the end of your season is going to be. So most people, it's pretty clear if you're, if you're training up for an Ironman race and that's going to be the end of your season, um, call it a day after that and have uh, a couple of weeks off. Um, so, so, okay, so give me some whys. Why is this so important? Because you just need to freshen up both mentally and physically. Um, you need to give those people around you, if you're in a family situation especially, some um, some support and some time. Yeah. And uh and just, two weeks a year. And just, just recharge the batteries and then really start planning for your, for your next assault. So whether that's going to be um, some winter-based training and maybe working on your weakness or, or getting ready for the next year. But you just need to have a bit of time to chill out and, and let the batteries recharge. So I generally say um, after the event or after your sort of finish the season some people may do an Ironman and then have a couple of little sprints or halves or something like that at the end of the season which are sort of B category races and it's fine to carry on with those but when it's sort of the end of summer and you've got no racing left in you you haven't really got any upcoming races I say as a minimum well I say generally you have two weeks completely off and you basically don't do any training no structured training Fine to keep active, you know, if, if, if it was, say, Bevan, for example, he's got an active job, so that's yep. sweet, um, and maybe sort of commute into work on your bike, yep. but really avoid, um, try to get as much triathlon sort of stimulus out of your system. Um, so don't come home every night and, and get on forums and talk triathlon. And yeah. Although you to, do have to listen to the show. Yeah, just, just yeah. listen to the show. That's enough stimulus <laughs> for one week, one hour a week, yep. and that would be enough. One thing with that as well is that, um, a lot of our self-esteem is based on the fact that we're very, very disciplined with our sport. And mm. so, you know, the fact we go out training every day makes us feel good about ourselves. And a lot of people beat themselves up when they don't train. And uh, you need to accept that this is a time that's really beneficial for you and that if mm. you are the type of person who 
beat yourself up having a day off and you know by the end of two weeks you're thinking holy shit you know how can i get over this mm. it's like you maybe even want to go back to goro and listen to what you're saying when he had that time off yeah it was really valuable and, and and that's where a coach can help you know they make you have that time off yeah um and you know cameron brown's another good example yeah. Gordo's a good example cameron brown has uh, between two and four weeks off after his major race and, and i think the really good example which Gordo mentioned about cameron brown in one of his write-ups he had is how he was saying that even after New Zealand this year, which was only really a half Ironman, Cameron still had the same amount of time off as what he would with a normal Ironman race. So he didn't have the stress of the day, but he realised that he still did the training as an Ironman training, so that mm. three-month block. And so, yeah, and so, you know, just and enjoy the time, you know, enjoy yeah. it, do something else. You know? And that's what's going to give you your longevity in your sport as well. You know, mm. if you're just in the Ironman for just doing it a once or you only got a two-year plan, then yep. you probably sort of can't carry on, but that gives you that longevity and it recharges your batteries, gets your enthusiasm back, and then um, and then you can get back into it after that. Nice. Now, so that's the first two weeks. And then what I, I recommend to athletes generally, it's obviously on a case-by-case example, but um, just some general things. I'd say after that, you want to be following a bit of a period of unstructured training. So um, I give athletes, you know, pretty pretty detailed instructions on what to do each day. Um, but when they come out of that two-week period, I won't have any... Try not, try not to have any contact with them during that two weeks because that's more triathlon sort of stuff yep. and I want them to get that out of their system. Yeah, other than listening to the show. Yeah, other than yep. listening to the show. Um, then you basically want to just start some unstructured training. So you don't really want to have a detailed daily plan of what to do. Um, what I'll often say to somebody is, right, for the next two weeks, I just want to make sure each week you maybe get uh, a couple of swims in, a couple of bikes and maybe a run or something like yep. that. And so you just sort of do what you feel like doing on each day, probably a maximum of one short workout each day. Don't worry about what you're doing. We're, yep. we're back. Yeah, we're back. Oh, yeah. Editing problem. Editing anyway. problem. So I think where I was up to before was uh, just saying that unstructured training, yep. um, try to get it sort of done during the week. Uh, and one thing I don't think that came across in the last little clip was... No, no, we didn't get to there. We, we didn't get yeah, there. Okay, so, yep. It was weekends. Um, weekends. Especially if you're a family person. What about the weekends, John? What about the weekends? Mm-hmm. Try, to, try to share the love. Share the love. Uh, try to spend some time with the family because you're really, you're really paying back uh, all the time they've sort of put into you over summer. Yep. Uh, so spend some time with them. And, you know, it still leaves you five days to get some training done. Maybe do a little bit on one of the days in the weekend, but... But keep it chilled, keep it unstructured, you know, maybe a bit of mountain biking, a bit of hiking, just, just a bit of running here and there, and just do, just do fun things just so you're active. During this period, it's really, that's a time when you really want to try to get your planning done for the next year. So, so goal setting, get hiring a coach, <laughs> yeah. um, and really figuring out how many weeks you've got till your, your next uh, sort of A race, and figuring out when you're going to start your main push, your main build. And then probably uh, a big question is going to be what you're going to focus on in the off-season. Um, you generally want to try to focus on your, your weaknesses, um, but that's a, another topic for a different day. I think I think as well with the weekend for the family is that don't tie yourself out. One thing that I know I've, I struggle with at times is that I get so tired even when my, you know, like you get so tired that when it comes to the time to spend with the family, sometimes you just haven't got the good energy. Mm. So, you know, really plan to, you know, have a day where you're going to be a bit rested and you're going to do stuff with the family and you actually got to make sure, and it may seem like a bit of an effort, but, you know, they like sacrifice a lot for you. So, mm. sound like your mother, don't I? Yeah. You know? But if you're single, just go out there and hammer yourself. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it really should be a, a time to chill out. And, the time when you want to get back into structured training, now that's going to vary quite a bit from person to person. And it's it's going to depend a bit on uh, how hard you've hammered yourself over the summer. Um, really, 
probably the best indicator is when you feel like you really want to get back into it that's when you want to get back on a structured program yep. obviously you don't want to let it drag too long but if, if you've gone say two weeks off and then you've had uh, two weeks of unstructured training and you still don't really uh, two weeks that you've been off two weeks of structured training you don't really feel like getting back into it don't rush back into it unless you've got a, a race that's sort of fairly imminent um, so just chill out keep the unstructured training going until you really feel mentally that you're ready to start to ramp it up again and then uh, get onto your, your more structured plan and uh, start to work on that weakest discipline probably Yep. and uh, start to think about the uh, the following year. Um, Off-season is the best time to work on limiting limiters rather than trying to find small gains in strength. Bevan's just reading one of my points I made down there. So so that is, uh, I think that's what often a lot of people look for is they go, right, I'm a, I'm a runner. I'm going to go off and, you know, I'm, I'm going to go do marathon training all winter. Yep. And that that's fine, you know, it's horses for courses. But if you are serious about improving your Ironman performance, you really need to go away and focus on the areas that you're not so good at. And that's probably where you're going to get the most um, bang for your buck as well. You know, if, if you're a crap swimmer or a crap cyclist, if you focus on those things, um, mm-hmm. you're probably going to make big gains. Whereas if you go and run all winter because that's your, your best discipline, then you're probably not going to improve much. And, and Bevan's a good example of this. You know, running is probably his strength. And so over the winter, he's been primarily focusing on biking and swimming. Yep. And he's hardly done any running at all. Yeah. Um, the running will come back, you know, it will come back pretty quickly. Um, For me, that's really nice as well because um, the running is just a thing that's so hard on your body. Mm. So I feel really fresh, mm. you know, like because running is hard on your body. And so, um, and it's also nice because I, I've never felt so strong in the water at this time of the year, which is really encouraging. Um, I really believe if I can keep up my training and kind of take the right steps towards my next race, I definitely, I can guarantee I'll be better in the water. And and it gets new challenges, you know. You've had different challenges yeah. this year with your bike racing. Um, yeah, and I've new challenges, that. and and yeah. then so when you come round to your main side of your build, which will probably be coming up pretty soon, yeah. um, then you've got you know a good twenty week block before Ironman where you can focus on your Ironman training, and you should come back to it, you know, a bit more invigorated yeah. and and ready to rumble. So 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 do have some uh, some different things. Get involved with some single sport clubs. You know, if you if you're going to focus on your running, go and join a running club. If you're going to focus on your cycling, go and join a a cycling club swimming's obviously sometimes a bit more difficult but yep. you know go and try and get involved in a squad situation um and and work on those lim- limiters because uh, the winter time for most people is the best time to do that yeah lastly uh it's a great time to do some detailed technique analysis it is another point there so in the off season you know you, you don't have to be beating yourself up every day about a particular workout perfect time to go and get some video analysis done so you need to go do this with a couple of mates and you can use some of the resources we've mentioned. You know, um, we talked about Hayden Woolley's Future Dreams CD. Yeah, great CD. Uh, so go get yourself videoed. If you haven't got access, you know, to a, a swim instructor or a swim squad, then go get yourself videoed yourself. Look at what you're doing. Look at the CD and, and make some adjustments. Uh, and Or if you've got, uh, you know, in New Zealand, we've got the swim flume down in Dunedin. Yeah. Um, you can go and get, get yourself professionally analysed there. But it's a really perfect time to, to try and make a few uh, technique adjustments and get yourself sorted out. As Hayden really made a big point with the swimming, you know, so much of it is about technique rather yep. than just doing the miles. And so getting a feel for the water with your running, um, again, getting some video analysis, making sure you're working on, you know, if your knee lift's weak, you can do certain things to address that, you know, hill reps and things like that. Yep. Um, so go away and get some video analysis done and try to get that on all three sports if you've got the time um, and the resources, you know, you're swimming, biking and running. Uh, you're in the right direction. Yeah, so that's just a few little tips on how to finish off your season, but do make sure you do have that period um, where you chill out 
and then uh, get back into it later on. Mm. And I think that's really important as well because you come back so much more. Like when you get to that point where you want to do it, mm. you know, and you. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, it's beautiful. Questions and answers. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. We're back onto the single mic. Back on the single mic. Yeah, let's just move. Okay, so first up, we had a question from Mark Moosley. We had a couple of comments. So, so a couple of follow-up comments. Last week, we talked about the Australian 70.3. Yeah, and we questioned... No, uh, Half Iron Man. Yeah, and why it was still called a Half Iron Man when everything else is pretty much a 73, well, 70.3. Mm. And uh, we had uh, Mark and also Jono yeah. from Australia. Jono was trying to give us... One of them was trying to give us some crap. They said, uh, choice, bro. Or something yeah, but that was pretty good. I was impressed with that. Choice, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, choice, bro, is a bit of a New Zealand thing. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, bit of a North Island thing. We're South Islands. We don't say those sort of silly things. Yeah, well, I Bevan, Bevan, but, yeah. <laughs> Bevan's a closet bogan. <laughs> I've still got a bit of a mullet. But anyway, um, so yeah, so they were saying how, uh, well, what's the gist on it, John? Just of it is um, that there's a half Ironman series in Australia that is a qualifier for Ironman Australia. So you can't just enter Ironman Australia. You've actually got to qualify. Um, which is kind of cool. Which is kind of cool. So the, this this was one of their qualifying races. We mentioned it, that Chris McCormick won. Um, and this, the thing with the 70.3s is they're all sort of qualifying races for the 70.3 champs champ. in Florida. So um, that the Australian version of that is going to be happening uh, in November in Port Macquarie. Um, that'll actually be qualifying, I think, for the following year's 70.3 champs. So I think earlier on we were talking about how um, the problem with that article next try about how uh, to find a way to make it so you have to be kind of decent to get into an Ironman like mm-hmm. in Australia you have to be kind of decent to get into an Ironman and that's kind of cool yeah, exactly yeah. you know like it's you've actually done re- you know reasonably well within a half before you can even do an Ironman and, uh, or at least do the main Ironman because everyone's not so popular is it but mm-hmm. I do like that aspect of it um, and that sort of leads on to a next qu- next next qu- comment slash question yeah so our pirates from Runners World um, they had a really good discussion on their forum and they said maybe we should talk about it and they basically what do they think is a reasonably competent time for an Ironman? And uh, they, they kind of seem to think that it's around the 12-hour mark. And what well, you know, what do we think? Yeah, it's, it's a very tricky one. Um, mm. But, I mean, I, get, I can, I yeah, can see where they're coming from. You're thinking age and yeah. all that other stuff. But that's a good question. What do you reckon? Um, I would have said it's probably uh, a little bit quicker than that, to be honest. Yeah, a I was quicker thinking than, more 11. Yeah. Um, I think probably the, I think there's a lot of people out there that really want to break that 10-hour barrier. Yeah. Um, and I think you've got to be very competent to do that. You know, yeah. You've got to be a Hawaii uh, sort of caliber athlete. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably be saying it would be, be closer probably to 11 hours. Yeah. That would sort of be a, a, a kind of a... I guess what they're trying to say is a competent sort of time. Yeah. But I think a lot of people really would like to break that... Um, that, that 10 hour barrier yeah. and for say Bevan and myself which is sort of um, I'd, I'd call us sort of second tier elites yeah. uh, sort of cracking that 9 hour barrier is, is a fairly big thing for us obviously on an easier course I don't think that's that much would be that much no, of a challenge for us we should do that easy but um, you know if, if you crack 9 hours at most Ironman races that's probably going to put you into the top 10 yeah. um, so I think that's sort of a, a good benchmark for us yeah it's definitely it's definitely a tough one because you know like if you're 50 well then 12 hour marks a bloody competent time but yeah, um, yeah I, I kind of think that when I did my first time, man, I took 11 hours. I was 10.59. Yeah. So I got under the 11 mark. And uh, I had a hard race, but I was definitely a competent athlete. You know, but I was only just a competent athlete at the time. So I feel for me that that seemed to right kind of for where I was. And I think the 11 hours for me is the, the number. Mm. Generally speaking, now again, if you're a woman or, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a hard question. But, yeah, 
I think Tyler's just a little bit slow. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, to be, you know, a competent athlete. Mm. Don't want to offend anyone out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tyler's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we had uh, Pete, uh, Pete Hyde, I think it was, and he uh, he just was listening to me and he noticed that my voice is, A, I was coughing one show a few weeks back in, and uh, my basically I was coughing and dying, and also my voice is a bit crusty. And one thing you guys need to know is I teach group fitness, I teach aerobics, and... Uh, I get a bit boisterous and I scream a lot when I teach. I teach to a lot of people. I teach classes that have over 160 people in them. So it's a big kind of atmosphere and lots of loud music and I have a microphone. And I'm my own worst enemy because when I scream, I you know I end up sounding like this and it's a little bit frustrating, but you know I can only blame myself. But within that, he said... Uh, you, you, were, know, you were a bit crook a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, which doesn't help. When I get crook, then it sounds really bad. I also have really dramatic coughs, which doesn't help. But he's basically <laughs> saying, uh, when this happens, well, this is more of a question for you. So he's yeah. this brought on the sickness question. And, like, you know, what does a coach advise mm. an athlete who's starting to get a bit sick? You've got to, you've got to learn to understand your body. And it's a big thing that I try to sort of get across to athletes is you've got to. You know, you've got all these different tools you can use, but you've got to listen to your body and learn how what things you can sort of get away with training through and what you can't get away with. So yeah. if you do feel a little bit of a, something coming on, I mean, um, what I tend to recommend is just going for broke with your nutrition, with your hydration, um, a bit of supplementation, you know, vitamin C and, and multivitamins and things like that. If, if you feel like it's just a little tiny niggly sort of possible cold coming on, and, and doing that and really just letting your training drop off but but try to train through it if you're going to get downright sick then you just need to have time off and yep. you just got to have a few days off until you feel like you're over the worst of it yep. and what I sort of say to people is basically you need to stay off training until you feel you're over sort of that the worst of it and then you can just slowly ease back into it um, you just want to try to avoid having really big long periods off and I think once you are over that worst period then going out and doing some some light exercise I think will actually help to speed up the recovery process so what, what about timing wise so let's say you know you're four weeks out from the Ironman you're meant to be doing your big weeks or you know your new big week phase Oh, you still need to have that. If, if you've got really sick, you know, say yeah. you've got kids and you're, typically adults with kids yeah. often get sick get a lot all. more yeah. than, um, say, myself, who's just, a, <laughs> just living at home with wifey. Oh, um, that's a nice life. So you still need to have that little bit of time off and, and get over the worst of it and then just slowly ease back into it. You really probably want to avoid doing any intense workouts. I don't think they'll help, but just going out there and doing some nice, easy aerobic exercise and uh, just getting all that phlegm out of the system, yep. and uh, and sort of pushing through it. I think a lot of I think there's some people out there who have, have far too long off when they're sick. And I think like what you did, you were sort of easing back into yep. it. Uh, when you you still can cough a bit, it's okay to still go out yeah. training. But if you are really sick, you just need to have that time off, and it sucks, but you just got to do it. And, and I think you need to be really good at identifying it quickly and not denying it. Because mm. um, for example, a few weeks ago, I was a little bit sick. And it was a day I was meant to do a big ride or something like that. And I knew I was sick, so I just decided to have the day off, totally off exercise. And I've, like, a couple of days later, I felt really great. And I really think that just by, mm. you know, knowing that what the problem was, <clears throat> having a day off and, you know, then, but I'm sure if I went and done that big ride, my body wouldn't be able to recover. Or, you know, it would have prolonged mm. the whole sickness. And so, again, it's kind of like having time off and, you know, just letting yourself have the time off. Recognize mm. that you're sick and, and just to do the right thing. So summing up. <laughs> summing up, yeah. Summing so. up. If you feel a little bit of sickness coming on, back off, get some really good supplementation into you, get some really work on your hydration, um, eating impeccably well, yeah, eating and, and backing sleeping. off. Um, and then if, if it sort of goes away, then sort of resume normal training. If you do end up getting sick, back off for a couple of days, have a couple of days off until you're over the worst of it, and then ease back into it with low intensity exercise. Nice. Uh, we've got a question here from Dennis. 
Denison Chicago. Chicago. Um, I think we had Chicago. a couple of <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. I think we had a couple of points from Dennis last week on the um, on M on M's M's talk. So he was just asking about lactate testing and VO2 testing. Um, what procedures do you think is best? Uh, we kind of went over that a few weeks ago. Yep. Sort of the lactate testing protocols. Uh, VO2. You know, you can get that done at the same time. You definitely want to get a lactate test done. If you add on the VO2, then you're going to get a VO2 max figure and the lactate is far more important. Yep. Uh, and then there's a second question was, for Ironman training on your show, you seem to be doing a lot of swim and bike volume. Is big volume over distance training a key component to doing well in Ironman? And the short answer is uh, yes. Yep. Especially <laughs> on the bike, isn't it? Yeah, especially on the bike. Um, you just got to get out there and, and do some pretty solid volume. The old theory is you should be able to get off the bike and feel like you've done nothing. Exactly. In the race. Yeah. Which, which sounds weird, but... <laughs> not nothing but you shouldn't, you shouldn't yeah, be devastated really, yeah, after the bike yeah. ride oh, we, got a, we got an email from Joel today and he was just saying how this is a bit of a funny he was just saying how um, he went on to Faris Al Sultan's website and because uh, he's German isn't he so yeah. it was in German so he clicked translation and in translation they've, they've changed the owl into aluminium <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, aluminium sultan yeah <laughs> so maybe that could be his nickname it's a bit yeah. of a weak metal but still uh, <laughs> so, he, wasn't, he wasn't particularly weak last no, year so he was a dominator gold yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway so yeah that's a bit of a laugh um, what else we got here We've got, oh, just a friend, a kind of a, an old person in the sport. That's what I really love about this is that we, um, this, you know, some people have been passionate about the sport for years and years and years, and John and I are a little bit younger, and so uh, you, you want to tell the story? Uli. 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 Uh, Uli's been down in New Zealand a few times, and he's uh, done Ironman, stayed with the old Doherty family up there in Taupo, which I, I'm resident up there each year now for Ironman, which is mm-hmm. great. Um, and he's just saying he's loving the show. And yeah. the old man, uh, Bevan's old man, listened to the show. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, Razor. Said it changed his life. <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> oh, Razor Doherty. So, just a bit of Doherty family history. And um, uh, did you see that there? Embram has 3,900 metres of vertical climbing and 180k on the bike. Best race in the world. Okay, after Kona. Um, yeah. Will this be topped by the Queenstown race? Well, is Queenstown elevation ain't going to be far off that. Wow. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, back to the old Doherty family, because I haven't had my short course fix this week. Okay, go on. So I'll bring go the Doherty on, family. The short course fix. So you've got Bevan, who's the, That's been me. the 2000, <laughs> 2004 world champion. And then Fiona is his uh, sister. She won the world long course duathlon champs a few years ago. And then old Razor, Ray Doherty, he represents New Zealand in the age group team. I think he's I think he's in the 60 to 64 now. Um, oh, so really? pretty, pretty active family. Wow. I'll tell you a funny story because Bevan obviously has the same name as me and a mate of mine came up to me who works in Auckland and I was up in Auckland and he goes mate I was at the pub the other night and I was talking about you to some guys about how you're you know, crazy for all that sport and stuff and I said your name and they knew who you were uh, <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell him <laughs> I said yeah well you know I'm kind of known <laughs> so yeah so there's our questions and answers for this week I've got to give the big plug. I've got a sponsor, and I'm loving it. We've got um, High Five Sports Nutrition, which is kind of ironic because of the high one, two, three, four, High Five. Um, yeah. <clears throat> high Five Sports Nutrition have actually started sponsoring me for my sports nutritional needs, so, which is really good. And there's a couple of local guys uh, kind of in this. And for those of you who are in New Zealand, just check out the website. It's fifthelement.co.nz, and you can actually buy the product on there. Now, it's actually in a UK company. I'm sure a lot of you UK listeners will know of their product it's a really good product I do love the taste of it I'm loving it it's going to be the battle of Pro 4 versus yeah, High 5 yeah it is too isn't it eh? Pro 4 is going to come out on top oh, I don't think so <laughs> and no, to be honest their product is like it's obviously a high end product but the taste is 
sensational. They have this one that tastes like a pukinana. I was loving it. Um, so, yep. So, um, what else? What have you been up to, mate? What do you got on? Not too much. Just plugging into a bit of training this week. Nice. Hopefully, that we, we uh, at the weather forecast, weather at the weekend, we had the all our weather forecasters in New Zealand are pretty crap because the weather changes all the time because yep. we're just epoxy little island. Yep. Um, but that Christchurch had the driest, it was the driest city in New Zealand last last month. Oh, Auckland, wow. no surprise, the wettest city Rain. in New Zealand. Oh, it's Auckland for you. And uh, but no surprises. As soon as I'd said that on Saturday, uh, it's it forecast rain. <laughs> it's forecast rain. rain all this week. <laughs> so we still got out and did the ride this morning, but. Uh, Hopefully it's going to improve, and I'll just tick over this week, and uh, should be. Yeah, I heard fantastic. you got disqualified on the weekend, mate, in the race. Decided to make a return to the old bike racing. <laughs> oh, they were threatened. They disqualified him. They did. They bloody disqualified me with 50 meters to go. They saw the little. I, you have to take your arrow bars off, obviously, for racing. But um, <clears throat> mine on my bike, I, the bars just sort of stick in there, so the pads were still on there. So I think they saw the pads, yeah. felt threatened, and yeah. uh, decided to disqualify me no. for no no reason whatsoever. Um. I'll be back. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna be back. Oh, I'm not taking. I'm not taking this one lightly. <laughs> Watch out. He's gonna hammer you. Bevan, Bevan heard that I was coming, so he decided not to race. Yeah, that's right. I was. Yeah, I was away. I was in Queenstown. <laughs> um, Conveniently. Okay, guys. Well, um, a few things. What am I saying? Um, thanks for clicking on the ads. Make sure you keep doing it. to how we make our money. <laughs> so each week when you listen to the show, this is how you can pay us. You can just go onto our website www.ironmentalk.com. There's an ad down the bottom. Just click on it. It's a smile city or something. Yeah, they're really bad ads. Just click on it. Make sure it opens. Close it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully someone from the company's not hearing that because that's kind of bad. But um, Also... um, it's very exciting. We've had someone approach us about maybe sponsoring the show, which is kind of cool. And you'll find out more about that in the future. But that's obviously very exciting for us because uh, the more we, you know, once we can start generating a bit more revenue, then we can devote more time in the show. We'll just our, get do our piece. Yeah, do our, our, yeah. So that's kind of cool. That's very exciting for us, and uh, hopefully for them too. Um, for you guys that uh, ordered some cookies off M. Oh yeah, fantastic. Now that, that's that. what was really cool because M we felt she was fantastic and. Uh, Got a lot of good feedback. Actually. Yeah, got a lot of good feedback. But M kind of really enjoyed doing it as well, and she said she'd love to come back on the show. But she actually had a great response. Yeah. Herself, you want to tell? That she bit? she said to us that you know the, mar- the doing the show was the, probably the best um, instant sort of marketing she's ever done, um, which is fantastic for us. So yeah. Good on you guys for, for getting the cookies. I mean, obviously, we say thanks for supporting her, but I mean, you're going to do yourself some good because they are bloody tasty yeah, they and are they're, really they're good. a nice training thing. So we look forward to them arriving in your uh, your. Part your letterboxes um, and M will work on figuring out international stuff, but uh, Kiwis and maybe Aussies could uh, get hold of those, and uh, they're bloody tasty. Mm. So if you have any questions, uh, com. Now, sometimes we lose questions just through. We get so many questions. So um, if you have lost a question and you felt it was really important, you want to send it back to us, feel free to do that. So it's um, ironmantalk at gmail.com if you have any questions, um, any feedback on the show. Um, one thing I will, I'm going to get you to start doing is I'm going to start telling your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We've, we've just been recently, uh, our numbers are growing even more, which is great. And so, um, but, you know, we just we want to get our numbers more, 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 more. So, we're greedy. Yeah, we're greedy. And uh, so if you want to tell a friend, tell them, especially if they're into triathlon, if they're not and they're into Coronation Street, well, <laughs> tell them anyway. <laughs> tell them anyway. Um, but yeah, other than that. Uh, get on that blog, put some comments, some Kona tips for you guys. Yeah, that'd be really cool as well. Yep. And. Uh, Get out there, train hard, and we'll catch up with you. What are you doing this week? Are you, oh, what am I up are to? You training? Um, I've been doing a little bit of training. I went to Queenstown this weekend, and one thing I did do on the weekend, which was really cool, because I'm not, I haven't ran a lot through winter, and uh, I was in Queenstown, which for those of you who don't know, was where they're going to be doing the Ironman. 
or the, the challenge, challenge Queenstown. Queenstown. and uh, it's a beautiful kind of it's a, kind of like Aspen, a very touristy town. But I went for a run. And I, I went on trail running. I haven't ran on a trail for such a long time, you know, off road. And oh yeah, yeah, it was just quite beautiful to be in nature and running again. So that was kind of cool. And this week I've got a bit of training. Going to do big long weekend rides. You racing this weekend? Is there a race on? It's Canterbury Champs. I'm Ooh. tempted to go. It's Canterbury Time Trial Champs. Oh really? It's tempting. I don't How know. Far? I think it'll be forty k. Head to head. Head to head. Okay, no, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I thought we were going to ride long Saturday. Yeah, I am going to ride long Saturday. Right. Well, Saturday or Sunday. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that's all good. And uh, so that's pretty much me for the week. Yep. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Fantastic. you guys get out there, train hard, and we'll catch up same time, same place next week. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, click on those heads. <laughs> <laughs>